The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. Well, thank you, Thursday. It is another issue. I almost said episode. You almost, but you caught yourself before I, you did. I did. Of course, that other voice means it is another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio. Again, minus one. Minus one. But a different minus one. We're taking terms, rotating out. Who's the Who's the one out? Problem is, if I rotate out, you guys can't do a show. <laughs> So if there ever goes a week by that we don't come out with a sh- with with an issue, just know, gentle listeners, it was his week off. <laughs> I have to figure out a way of getting y'all to do a show without me. Yeah, but we don't do it as good as you. Yeah, but I'll I'll edit the show. That's not a problem. It's it's kind of like you don't fly the Falcon without Chewie in the co-pilot seat. All right. Anyway, it is the intrepid trio minus one making us, let's see, carry the five, subtract exponent. Don't we use that common here. Then I need to draw out 15, 10 boxes. Uh, It's just Kyle. It's not Kylan. It's Eric and Mike. (laughs) Woo. Did you just divide by zero when nobody was looking? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got to, I got to do this. Have you ever heard? Someone with an iPhone do the what's zero divided by zero? No. What's zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And your friends are sad because they don't exist. Oh, wow. This escalated quickly. Okay, I love that. I love and, and your friends are sad because they don't exist. Well, for a while it used to be, and you're sad because you have no friends. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that one hurts too. <laughs> yeah, Give me a little uh, aloe vera because that was a burn. Yes, it was. So, almost as big a burn as Owen Wilson looking Tom Hiddleston dead in the face and said, you know, for someone born to rule, you sure do lose a lot. Yep. yep. So um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. I got to get it caught up. I got to get better about keeping it caught up. I think I'm only a couple of weeks behind. Um, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you're catching us from the podcast collective where the show's feeds are created from. But we also have them on MightyMarvelGeeks.net where we do stories like uh, I have to get the stories did I get anything from Hasbro this week for Marvel? I don't think I did. I'll have to double check. I know I got the I'm Your Father's Day stuff from yesterday from Hasbro. I know I got the Transformers and the Ghostbusters. I don't remember if I got the Marvel or not, unless it dropped today. 
And I just haven't seen it yet. Anyway, but that's where we put up, you know, when we get press releases from Hasbro or other companies, uh, I got, I got to get better about getting the August soli- or getting the solicits up from Marvel when we get those. Um, so you can see what's coming a few months out, et cetera. Get those previews. All that can be found. Are we doing self-evaluations this, this issue? No. Because I had just had to turn mine into my boss in real life, and I'd kind of like to not do it here. No, it, it's not self-evaluation. It's just me realizing. Okay. This time last year, I was on, I was on furlough. <laughs> So I had time to get things caught up and stay caught up. I don't happen anymore. <laughs> time is a commodity. You're back to be a working stiff, sir. I've been for almost a year. July right. July 5th will be a year that yeah. I've been back. Ooh, yeah. Yes, it is. So, um, so yeah, check out our affiliates, Bitty Boomers, where you use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. There's some great stuff there. Um, and if you happen to see them at Target, I saw the Captain America Venomized Maximum Venom. It looked cool. I did not have the money at the time to get it, or I would have. Because uh, I will I will stereo pair that one with Cap and have, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, check out superhero stuff. They got some great stuff with their hero boxes and just online in general. Great source for some great superhero star wars products um derek or derek eric and i are both customers we both got stuff a few years ago at star wars celebration i have bought stu- i have continued to have bought stuff from them off and on in the past so use our click the link anytime you go to make a purchase uh that gives us credit for your purchase costs you nothing extra uh also to check out our t public and our um regular web store for other goodies as well. Uh, I still got to get the Hellabus logo up on the <laughs> up on a shirt and even possibly on the face mask. But, you know, I'm I'm almost ready to stop the face mask because I think we're getting to that point where it's not going to be needed. Yeah, uh, I think we're getting there. I think I'm still going to order face masks for each show just so I can say, yes, I had them. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, but with our other web store, you get the great hat. Did you order yours and Max hat yet? Kyla said, said the same thing last week. Every time I, I say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Something sidetracks me and I keep, okay, this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but we talked about that. And I noticed there's no drop shadow around the letters. I like this. But I'm okay with that for the hat. I'm fine with that for the hat because, A, there's a little bit of a shadow effect because now this is 3D. Right. And if you really, really want that drop shadow. It, it wouldn't turn out right. Take a Sharpie. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. No. Um, no I, I, I really like that. Show that to me again. And, there we and, go. Thank you. And the, uh, the expression lines aren't on it either because it, it wouldn't work out. Yeah, I, I like the way that looks. I For, like the way that looks. This is our hat logo. Um, yes. You know, I just need to post a picture of this on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On, hey, this is one of the hats. Um, get your people to work on that. <sighs> hey, Mike, get to work on that. Yes, boss. Wait. Yes, boss. Okay, there you go. Um, so, yeah, but I am going to thin out the um, the merch. It is overwhelming. I know there is a style sweatshirt. Uh, it's a gray, it's like a heather gray body with colored sleeves. I think Mighty Marvel Geeks is red. And they make this particular sweatshirt in two options, the full zip and the pullover. Okay. I'm going to do that for Mighty Marvel Geeks. Or I'm going to do that for all three. That's a sweatshirt I want to keep. So for those who don't like pullovers, you got the zip option. And I think the way I'm going to have it done is the zip option. Sorry, it's the zipper's going to go through the middle of the, sh- the logo. But Okay, y'all, this is exactly the kind of phone calls I get from this guy. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll just be like I'll be sitting around minding my own business. All of a sudden... The phone rings and it's him, and he's kind of like, "Man, I want I want to run these merch thing, you know, these ideas by you." And it's kind of like, "Okay, well, yeah, yeah." So that's basically what we talk about when we're not recording. Well, we well, talk about other stuff, but that is something that you do 
Right. Well, we, we've talked about the polos in the past, how I've gotten those done over at Vistaprint. Right. Which, you know, anytime you want that, let me know. We'll, we'll do that. But I am thinking for the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective, since I have the word front, word font for that or the word mark, I'm doing that on the same style polo that all the other shows are on, but on black because I've already done gray. Okay. And there's no, really no other color I can think of to do. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Tangent. <laughs> I, I derailed big time. I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm yes. on work stuff. Um, we, we trail kind of like a, you know, a train in a disaster movie. We, or as we, I like to say, more tangents than a high school geometry class. We de- we derail more than Casey Jones. I was not going to go there. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I did go there. <laughs> you know where I want to go? Where? I want to go to the Time Variance Authority because that place looks kind of cool. Well, we, we're going to go there. <laughs> Let's well, go there. So before we go there, a uh, bunch of stories tonight. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. More we will likely get to. I got seven stories just for Loki alone. Yeah. Which I think this is what's great with Marvel now. We record on Thursdays, hence why our AI is named Thursday. And tell me another podcast that has an AI, has their own AI. Well, we like being unique. Hey, hey Thursday, how do you feel about being the only AI for a podcast? Oh, hello, gentlemen. Okay. That was it. Okay. See, apparently it's not been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. She, she's already, is there, did Kylan leave a glitch in Thursday this week? She may have downloaded the Schwaffle virus again. I'm not a Schwaffle. (laughs) Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. We, we. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, like you were saying, um, it's great that, that, that. Disney Plus has gone to a Wednesday release date because it makes it easier. It makes it more relevant. So at this point in time, I think we do need to drop a major spoiler alert because we will be talking stuff that happens in you know Loki episode one, uh, titled "Glorious Purpose." So what what did we say these were going to be when we do the recap? Intel debriefings, something like that. Okay. Well, I don't know how much intel there is in this debriefing because it's us. To, to let, let me do, I can't even find my intel debriefing song. We had it. We did it once before. I feel like a failure. It was my Mar- Marvel feud. <laughs> okay, here we go. So intel debriefing. We're starting off with the first episode of Loki. Oh, spoiler alert. Thank you. Because at this point in time, show drops on Wednesday. This drops on Saturday on Sorcerer Radio. Hi, all you SR listeners. And well s- Sunday, Monday uh, as a podcast. So, yeah, one week rule. Yep. No, we're violating that. So, oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there you go. Just, so, just in case you didn't catch the last one. So... Screen Rant, they give us nine things to remember before starting the show. Which is a little late because I've started the show tonight. I I started it yesterday. Um, There you go. So at this point in time, here's what you need to know before watching the show or to remember if you've already watched the show and maybe didn't know. And I need to sit down and create sound files of number nine. Right, right. Because I tried looking for them, and I can't find it. All I could find was nine. Well. Like, eh, no, I, I want something like a countdown. So, number nine. No. This is Loki from Avengers, or Avengers Assembled. Hello, it was just called Avengers, not Avengers Assembled. Come on, Screen Rant. Let's get with this. Well, so. basically, yes, he is, the, he is the Loki that got the snot beat out of him by Hulk. And the one that disappeared with the Tesseract during Avengers Endgame. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. That Loki. As a matter of fact, Loki episode one takes, you know, it it shows the events in Endgame where he disappears 
Yeah. And we see we see what happened literally next. Well, we actually see that whole sequence. Right. Literally lifted out of the end game. So cool, uh-huh. smart move, pulling that footage, saving a little bit of money by well, splicing that in. I mean, it was already there. Was, was, that money's already spent. I would not view that as a as an economical decision. I would say that's more of a it's here. Let's use it to bring the to bring the viewer back into the moment because right. I mean. It's been a little while now since Endgame. Uh, 2019, right? Well, that's two years then. Yep. So, um, of course, he, he uh, but this is Loki before he went everything, went through everything the Endgame Loki went through after the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, he never, he, this is not the Loki from the Dark World. This is not the Loki from Thor Ragnarok. Right. This version of Loki never did any of that. Right. So, he didn't know. He didn't know about you know Frigga getting killed. Well, of course, it hadn't happened yet. Right. Uh, of course, this takes place right after Avengers Endgame during that timeline tangent that occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki still has a Tesseract <laughs> for all the good it's doing him. Loki w- will be captured by the TVA. Well, we kind of know that. Yeah. Odin could still be alive. Ooh. Would Sir Anthony Hopkins be willing to come back? Uh, I'm telling you, somebody needs to let Anthony Hopkins know. I enjoyed his version of of Odin. Oh, he was great as Odin. Probably one of the best castings Kenneth Branagh had done for a movie. You know, all right, I I will put it I'll put it like on the same plateau because not only did Branagh cast Anthony Hopkins as Odin. He's also responsible for Chris Hemsworth, for Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. Jamie Alexander, mm-hmm. um, and those other people. Uh, and, well, no, Ill, no, no uh, did not cast Zach Levi. No, he was the second Fandral. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, Address. Oh, oh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yep. As, yeah, as Heimdall. As Heimdall. So, yeah, I mean, the movie... I know that there are people out there who don't care for the first Thor movie. And, you know, I get it. It is not, it, it has moments of action mm-hmm. and it has the more stereotypical classic Thor from the comic books. And I'm going to be honest, I really was not a fan of Thor in the comics. But, you know, Kenneth Branagh, if you. It, it, Say you don't like him as director, he made some of the most significant contributions to the MCU in the casting. I Thor wasn't bad. Again, not a favorite, but not bad. No, I enjoyed it. Dark World. Now, are there or are there movies in the MCU I enjoy more? Absolutely. Oh yeah. For for a new spin on what Thor is. And introducing some of the other characters I did not know, it was great. I absolutely yeah. thrilled. But um, outside of that, no, it's you know, I, it, no, <laughs> it's just not my my deal. No, and Ragnarok because, was more what I was. Okay, yes, there's a lot of Shakespearean undertones to the first movie, but dude, that's Brana. Yeah, and I was okay with the Shakespearean undertones. Yeah, that's because that's how. That's how I expect Asgard. Yeah. So, uh, number four, Loki will be a crime thriller. This this was kind of never expected it to be like that. Well, that's, but I'm okay with it. This is this is another example of how strong the MCU is. It's not just one genre, right? I mean, you have you do have the classic you know superhero movies. But you have like period pieces like First Avenger. You have political dramas like Winter Soldier. You have, I don't want to say space opera, but to that effect with uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You have, um, you kind of have, you kind of had the horror bit with Doctor Strange. You're definitely going to have horror with 
Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And now you're going to have a crime thriller. I mean, yes, Loki is going to be a crime thriller because, you know, Mobius and, and the TVA is trying to track down a killer. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Mobius thinks Loki could be the one to do it. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, number three. At this point in time, Loki's still working for Thanos. Not after watching the video from... Uh, from Mobius's office, he's not. No. Which again, big time spoiler alert. Uh, because in the towards the end of the episode, you know, this Loki sees how his life is supposed to be. So he sees what happens to Frigga in Dark World. He sees what you know some of the events that transpire in Ragnarok, and he sees you know Thanos, you know. <laughs> pull a Darth Vader on him for all intents and purposes uh, there at the at the beginning of Infinity War. Right. I would say he's definitely not working for Thanos after seeing that. Oh, no, not at all. Is there actually an episode guide? No, too soon for an episode guide. That's going to be the pain with us getting these after Wednesday is we don't know when they're going to do the episode guides. So we may have to recast That's, the episode yeah. guide next week for this episode as we then continue on with the new yeah let's let's do that we'll yeah. give like a very brief nutshell of the episode before right but because well, something tells me and because this is the way we always do we break down our impressions of what we just saw right so we'll use the official marvel synopsis or recap for our recap before heading into the next episode so this episode is actually called Glorious Presence or Glorious Purpose. Purpose. Um, Granted, Loki has a glorious presence. Right. That's not the title. So another thing we need to remember here, too, Loki is still a frost giant. Just and, in case you have forgot, because they haven't mentioned it since the first movie. And number one, no, they mentioned it in Dark World because he actually turns into a frost giant in the Dark World. Okay. Um. Number one, Loki will connect to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Sort of like, and I think, sort of like WandaVision. Well, also, there are a couple of drops, and we'll probably touch on this uh, with another article. But in the animated briefing video that makes you feel like you're in the queue area for a uh, for a ride at a theme park. They do mention multiverses, and they do mention things getting out of hand and descending into, what's the word? Madness. Mm -hmm. That, you cannot tell me, that is anywhere near being coincidental. Oh, not coincidental so at all. What you're, what you're seeing here, Loki is pretty much setting up the concept of the multiverse. You had, you had WandaVision setting up setting it up somewhat. Right. But the whole thing about WandaVision is setting up that Wanda is a Nexus being. Which also is mentioned the Nexus mm -hmm. in Miss Minutes little video there. Which did you recognize who Miss Minutes is played by? If she's not Tara Strong, I'm a Chinese jet pilot named Bubba Son. It is Tara Strong. You know, I her and June Foray are probably my favorite female voice actresses of all time. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, um, as I popped up it's, another quick story, actually, let, let's go ahead and start recapping the episode. Yeah. Yeah. How far are we into the issue? Might be a good idea. Yeah. Because I found another story that will tie into a element when we get to the church. So, you, you want to start off the recap? Well... I mean, we, we kind of already started off the recap in a way because the episode starts off with footage from Avengers Endgame. Right. And, you know, you see the point, you know, you, you revisit for those of you who may have not, you know, may have forgotten about that episode or not, not that episode, that movie. And you, you may have forgotten that Loki grabbed the Tesseract and peaced out and, Maybe nobody noticed until it was too late. Well, you wonder what happened next. Well, you see him plummet into a sand dune in the Gobi Desert. 
You know, he he, you know, he wakes up. He doesn't have his manacles anymore, so he rips off the gag. And there are some villagers that walk up. They're curious. I mean, if you saw a guy in, a, in an ice cube fall out of the sky, you're going to be curious, too. And I noticed what what was the first thing he did once he kind of came back to his senses? He got up above them. He got up on on like a boulder to where he could look down at them. Yeah. His first act was to try and establish dominance over them. Yeah. Uh, there's only one problem. Loki doesn't speak Mongolian. And it doesn't really matter because all of a sudden some time variance authority troopers show up. <laughs> and pretty much one of my favorite highlights of the episode where you know the 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 sergeant the lady in charge of the troops you know yeah. clubs him with her stick and all of a sudden it's just very slow almost comical and i, and I and, love her comment yes you're gonna feel all this pain until oh what was that line you're moving at one sixteenth speed but you're gonna feel the pain the whole time yeah and Which i'm gonna great. be honest i'm gonna be honest I like that Loki gets hit a lot, and and he does. And when they slap the the collar on him, now see when I was watching all the the previews and and looking at the promotional images, I thought maybe that's kind of like the the very the 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 tried and true trope of there's a bomb in that little box that's on his collar. Oh no, it's essentially a temporal rubber band. Yeah. He tries to run away. You hit a button. Zoop. It's like that little retractable leash that you get for little dogs. Or your kids at the parks. I never used it, but yes. I was tempted to a few times, but never did. <laughs> never did either, but I've, I've seen them in the parks and been yeah. highly entertained when the kid, Mickey, and the kid's on his butt because tension stopped. <laughs> so, anyway, he is taken in. Uh, which the time variance authority, you, you don't know who these people are to begin with, but that's who, who they turn out to be. There is a very strong, very strong men in black feel. Oh yeah. Uh, men in black, almost like, uh, well, see, there's a, there's a very strong parallel between Loki's introduction to the TVA and Thor's introduction to the collector. Yeah. No, not the collector. The um, the grandmaster. Yes. Yeah. Collector was Tavon, and he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, you you go through. Uh, he gets processed. I kind of love the wardrobe, but uh, <laughs> how everybody's doing it with a smile and everything. It's just a job to them. And basically, he is under arrest for uh, for basically violating the sacred timeline. The sacred timeline is the mainstream continuity for the MCU. Right. Uh, which, if we were talking comics, it would have been Earth 616. And so he is uh, processed, put on that little jumper, uh, goes through processing, and basically is put on trial for violating it. And as he as as what becomes a running theme in this episode he tries to use his powers and can't which is funny it is it is funny because it, it kind of harkens back to the first avengers movie where you know loki's trying to control tony and the scepter keeps hitting the arc reactor and so it doesn't it, it doesn't work and of course it also harkens back to Ragnarok where basically Thor has that little shock collar implanted on his neck and his powers are pretty much neutralized when they turn up the juice on that. Right. So the judge in this courtroom sent, you know, finds him guilty and has sentenced him to be reset. Now we don't know what reset means. Um, the implication is it's not pleasant. Maybe it's just you are put back to the where you should be in the timeline. Memory erased of, you know, what happened elsewhere. Right. I mean, if if I were part of a, a timekeeping organization and I was going to use the word reset, that's what I would do. But 
Owen Wilson's character, Mobius M. Mobius, or Agent Mobius, as he is known in the MCU, uh, basically kind of pulls rank. I don't know if it's, if that's the right word, but basically convinces the judge to let Loki go with him. So we have uh, we have Wilson, we have Mobius and Loki in Mobius's office. Basically, where he's basically trying to get a psychological profile on him. Yeah, you know, do you enjoy killing? Do you enjoy hurting people? Um, when he also has a, a very sick burn on Loki, says, you know, for a guy who's born to rule, you sure do lose a lot. Which is great as well. It, it is great, and he basically says, you know, you fail because you're not meant to be king. You're not meant to be. A rule, you're not meant to rule. You are meant to inspire others to be better versions of themselves. Right. Um, but, of course, he gets loose because Mobius is distracted as there is a case. Uh, basically, somebody is going through time. They are killing off time variance agents, uh, stealing their reset charges. Right. And... Now, before yeah. before Mobius interviews and, and steps up for Loki from the judge, let's go back to the church briefly. People are, I've, I've seen some people going nuts over the gum. They're standing in front okay. of the, oh, it's Mephisto. No. Okay. Okay. Before you go down that rabbit hole, we need to explain this for people who have not seen this episode. They are, you know, Mobius and some agents are investigating a murder of other time variance agency agents right in a church in France i want to say the year is 1549 16th century you are correct 1549 it's okay. a ne- it's a nexus event that they're checking out okay so agents have been killed and they're inspecting the bodies all of a sudden this little kid walks in so mobius decides to question the kid Fortunately, Mobius does speak French, and apparently so do all of the TVA agents because, you know, Mobius says, my friend is an imbecile in French, and the guy he's talking about says, I can speak that too, you know. So he starts asking the kid questions, and he says, you know, do you know who did this? So the kid just points to a stained glass window, and there is a picture of a devil. You know, in, you know, figure in robes with the classic devil head, you know, red face, horns, the whole nine yards. And what Mike's saying, people say, well, this must be Mephisto. Well, we don't know. Uh, actually, we do I'm know. Loki's director, Kate Heron, says no. And that the devilish imagery is first and foremost to be an allegory to the god of mischief instead. So she shut that down real quick. Well, I'm also not calling any more Mephisto until we see him for real. This is true, too. Okay, so. So um, so now that makes me ask the question. She said that's supposed to be an allegory to the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Well, could she be dropping a hint? that another variant of Loki is the one that's doing the killing. Quite possibly. Because here, here's the deal. It's revealed that uh, Agent Mobius has been trying to track down another version of Loki. So it's very possible the child saw the god of mischief's horned appearance and mistook him for the devil himself. A 16th century child in France is less likely to know all things Norse mythology, so we really can't blame the kid for making an honest mistake. So, well, I mean, somebody with a horned helmet, you know. Right. Some street French kid probably would not know the difference. So even though the artwork could be Mephisto, even though it's not, uh, Mobius even says devil bearing fruit upon retrieving the kablooey bubble gum from the young boy. Yeah. Now, what's, but, what's so significant about the gum? Could it be, you know, one, it's flavored gum that wouldn't be invented for another couple centuries. So it's very peculiar that the treat would find its way into the 16th century France. Two, well, clearly. What, what if, the, if the gum was given to the kid by Loki, what's the goal with the gum? 
Is it a calling card to keep Loki's pursuers on their toes? Or does the gum have a greater purpose? Is he trying to create a frost giant army? With bubblegum. With bubblegum. You never know. Kablooey. I... I think we can probably rule out Frost Giant Army created by Bubblegum. Punch. Um, I will buy you a steak <laughs> if that comes out to be true. I hope it doesn't. Uh, the story I'm reading is coming from the direct, uh, the direct.com. Oh, dear God. Um, or is the, or I love this line, or is the God of Mischief just trying to send his victims to ye old dentist's office? <laughs> okay, sometimes gum is just a gum. Gum is just gum. And uh, sometimes sometimes you give candy to children to get their cooperation. Yep. Kind of like Turkish delight. So I'd have really laughed if they, if the kid was noshing on some Turkish delight. I'm just uh, saying. I would, I would laugh too. It is also revealed that Loki is stealing reset charges from the TVA, so perhaps he's attempting to manufacture a timeline where frost giants rule over the nine realms, which is what he tried to do in Thor the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. First of all, that's on the assumption that Loki is the killer. Right. Okay. We don't know, although that is... That is a definite possibility. But it, there's also the fact that, you know, it used to be comic books had ads, mm-hmm. had ads in before basically they went direct sales and and they're like the $5 issues that you see now. Gum ads were very prevalent in comic books back even even as late as the 80s. Double bubble, bubble yum, hubba bubba. Yeah, I mean, that's how I was first. Inter- that's how I was first. Inter- yeah, bazooka, bazooka Joe, which had the, his own comics. Well, bazooka. Uh, this is bazooka gum, dude. I was first introduced to Big League Chew in comics. That's how long Big yeah. League Chew's been around. Yeah, late seventies. Snack cakes. Yeah. Yeah, you remember those? The ding remember dongs. Those ads? Yep, the yeah. ding dong yeah. and uh, oh. Some of the other sides. Yeah. The Ho-ho's. Yeah. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're tangenting again here, Yeah. but that's basically, that's what Mobius is having to deal with. And clearly he thinks that Loki can, you know, track down this killer, you know, takes a thief to catch a thief, that sort of thing. Well, the session is finally getting good when uh, an agent comes in, distracts Mobius and, during that distraction, apparently Loki steals the little the controller for the retractable leash, tries to escape, uh, finds the clerk who was given the Tesseract, which is a great little scene. It's early on in the episode where basically the agents that arrest Loki plop it down on this dude's desk, say, you know, catalog this for evidence. Yeah, dude picks it up. I don't even know what this is. So we see him later on, and basically Loki gets the Tesseract back from him. The dude has it in a cart drawer. He opens the drawer, and there's like you know almost a dozen Infinity Stones in <laughs> the drawer. There's also a dagger. There's also a cross. I personally think this it looks just like the cross of Coronado from the third Indiana Jones yes, movie. Yes, it does. I'm just thinking that would be such a fantastic Easter egg in and of itself. But watch. I'll go watch that movie, and the cross of Coronado will look completely different. Yeah. But, uh, it belongs way. in a museum. No, it belongs in a drawer so, in a TVA. But it's just it blows Loki's mind that there's so many – infinity stones there and he's just kind of and the dude's just kind of like oh yeah we get tons of these some of the agents use them as paperweights just great <laughs> which they don't work they don't work at the tva the tesseract does not work in the tva because loki tries you know using it to escape it doesn't work none of the other stones work because they don't right and eventually loki does make his way back to Mobius's office. He winds up there through accident, but during the session, Mobius had been playing segments of his life that we have seen from 
the MCU movies. Well, Loki hits play because basically the the tape had been paused. And that's what I love the fact that the TVA has this men in black mid-century 50s feel to it. Everything's still on. It's modern day, but everything's still on on film strip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like eight millimeter film that Mobius is showing this stuff to him. And so he he watches it. You know, he hits play. He watches the rest of it. He go well. He goes back to when Frigga's killed during Thor: The Dark World, and clearly that has an effect on him. He sees where Odin and Ragnarok says, "You know, I love you both very much. You know, I'm proud of you." That sort of thing before he disappears, uh, and then he sees what happens to him at you know in Infinity War, and the the tape just you know the film runs out basically in the file. So he knows that's how he dies. And by the time, you know, and I've still got it paused sitting behind me. Mike has seen this. Yep. And I have gotten to the part where Mobius returns to his office and finds Loki just sitting there. And basically, you know, Loki's kind of, he's, he's broken at this point. You know, he's, he's tried to use the Tesseract to escape. He can't. He realizes he can't leave. He can't go back. And yeah, it's, he is, we have reached the point where Loki is broken. Yes, he is. And he and Mobius are basically having the conversation that Mobius wanted to have all along. And he realizes that he doesn't hurt, he doesn't hurt people or kill people because he likes to. He does it because he has to. Right. Because he always has to. Because that that is his role time and time again. So I'm guessing from here, Mobius says, you know, I got a job for you. And basically recruits him to track down this killer. I wonder if that's a setup to let him know that uh, he's going to find out you're tracking yourself down. Again, I'm not willing to go there just yet. It is a possibility Strong possibility, yeah. It is, a, it is a strong possibility, but WandaVision has kind of burned me. Yeah. Now, I did love the, the one little um, historic Easter egg in this. Loki is D.B. Cooper. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love it. And it did not click with me. I, I, it did not click with me until Mobius said it. But... Yes, absolutely. That was because for those, if you don't know who D.B. Cooper was, go Google him. Right. Pause this listening in podcast form. Go Google him and come back to this because basically this, this may very well be the most plausible explanation for what actually happened. And it was because he lost a bet with Thor. (laughs) Which makes it even funnier. Yes. Because this establishes, and we have seen this before, yes, Loki pulls pranks on Thor. But Thor gives as good as he gets. Oh, yeah, very much I mean, so. he doesn't turn into a snake, sneak up on Loki and go, surprise, it's me, and stabs him. Right. But he he gets back at him. Oh, yeah. And Thor will get the better of Loki every once in a while, even even off camera. And it makes me wonder... It makes me wonder if they're going to pull anything else like that in this series. I hope so. I hope so. Even though this is going to be a crime thriller, I want it. I'm enjoying the comedy that's coming. Well, you can't have subtle. You can't have Owen Wilson in a starring role and there not be some comedic element to it. Right. Owen Wilson just you can't make him do a totally serious role. I mean, no. you probably could. Well, you should. You, but. you can, but you should not. Yes, he was in. He was in a horror movie, The Haunting of Hill House. I think it is. I think so. Uh, he was with, with Catherine Zeta Jones and Liam Neeson and some other people. Yep. It was. It was a horror movie, and yeah. Well, I, I still wanted to laugh at him. Yeah. Now, Den of Geek, they give us some Easter eggs and uh, and a reference guide for this episode. Um, First off, the MCU and Loki timeline. Again, it takes place after Endgame, 
but it timeline wise, right after the events of um, of the Battle of New York and the Avengers, before the shawarma scene. Yeah, can't forget the shawarma scene. No, cannot forget the shawarma. Scene. Um, so Dark World hasn't happened. Ragnarok hasn't happened. Infinity War hasn't happened to this Loki. Right. Um, we've already talked about the Time Variance Authority, the TVA. I want someone there stationary. I want yes. I want some merch with this. Uh you know there is some there is some merch. It's mainly like uh t-shirts and a couple of Funko Pops stuff like that. And we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh the Time Variance Authority was introduced in the Thor comic books appropriately enough, I guess, back in 1986 when hmm. uh Walt Simonson was doing his run. Maybe inspired by a movie starring Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, as I did a very piss poor Doc Brown language. For gosh sakes, watch your language. But I, I think it's cool anyway. I mean, having the time variance authority, especially to go after a. Uh, there you go. So uh, I think Marty and Doc would have been targeted by the TVA for sure. Well. Maybe, maybe not, because as is mentioned at Loki's little trial, uh, he was Loki was trying to pin the blame for all this on the Avengers. And she says, you know, uh, the Avengers were supposed to try and travel. You were not. Yeah. Uh, So if Marty and Doc were supposed to time travel. Yep. um, One last thing about Mobius, and this is something that uh, the Dena Geek article that that Mike's referencing uh, does talk about uh, in the comics, there are a multitude of Mobiuses. As a matter of fact, all mid-management TVA employees slash agents, they all look alike. Yeah, I mean, there's more. Could they be clones? Could they be the same guy from all different timelines? We don't know. But uh, Mobius in the comics, all of them, uh, was kind of a reference towards Marvel writer and editor Mark Grunewald, who was the keeper of Marvel continuity back at the time the TVA was debuted. Right. So, you know, the guy who's in charge of real life continuity is the agents for enforcing the timeline continuity. Right. So, Grugu Mabatha Ra who you may know from Black Mirror, uh, plays Ravona Renslayer, a TV, a former TVA hunter turned judge. Um, the one that's presenting at Loki's right. trial. In the comics, Ravona was a time-traveling princess linked to King the Conqueror, but Loki's version of the character is quite different, at least so far, because we do know King-flavored stuff will be coming in Ant-Man 3. Now, Wunmi Masaka as bounty hunter B-15. I love well, her. Not a hunter. Or as Hunter B fifteen. Sorry, right. stuck right. in stuck in you're, you're stuck Star in Wars radio. Yeah, I love her um, as B fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I, I love her. She kind of reminds me of. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, she reminds me of John Wayne toilet paper. Rough, yeah, that too. Rough, tough, and doesn't take any crap off anybody. There, there was a female bailiff in the old show Night Court. Oh, Rock. Roz. Roz, yeah. She reminds me of Roz from Night Court just with a little bit more. Oh, who was that played by? I can't remember. I can't remember. You're going to make me go uh, there now. Yeah, but while you're doing that, you know, the thing about Raven- R- Ravona Renslayer, as a judge, she kind of reminds me of the character Saturnine from the X-Men and Excalibur yeah. Captain Brit stories that she was kind of in a similar role uh-huh. and I would like to see her. I, I would like to see this character again. Marsha, after Lo- Marsha Warfield. Yes. Marsha Warfield. Cause she took over for, uh, Selma diamond. No, Selma diamond was the first Selma diamond was bailiff. Selma hacker. Sel- yeah. Bailiff Selma. And Marsha took over for her. I thought Marsha took over for the second one. I thought Marsha was the second one. No, I thought she was the third one. But that's not Marvel. So she was one of them. There were three female bailiffs. Two of them were very old. 
Roz was not. I don't remember the third one. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the Timekeepers, another Easter egg. To me, I first thought they were talking about the Watchers. Like, oh, you type out. I, I, was, I was thinking that, too, at the beginning, but these were definitely not. And especially uh, an important distinction between the Timekeepers and the Watchers. The Timekeepers clearly do not have any policy of non-interference like the Watchers do. Right, right. So, um, and oh, it's Florence Halop as Florence Flo Kleiner. Oh, Flo, yes. In season three. Okay. Um, anyway, Miss Minutes. Uh, Which show, we have discussed. Yep. Uh, there's a robot that looks a lot like Herbie from the Hanna-Barbera Fantastic Four. I'm going to have to watch this again. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this again because when I saw this article, I was kind of like, I totally missed that. But there were a lot of characters in this. And what this is, yeah. it's a beefing cartoon, kind of like what you would see if you're going through to a dark ride or any ride at a theme park, kind of like you know, Mission Space or... Uh, Men in Black, Alien Attack, down at Universal, or uh, uh, you know, or Dinosaur at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, which other one has a has an actual cartoon though? Um, or had uh, Stitch's Great Escape? Yeah. Doctor Doom's Fearfall did. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man had a briefing video that was animated. There was one. There's one at Disney, and I don't remember it now. But you, you get the idea, though. Exactly. Now, this is this is the second time a Marvel or the second Marvel Disney Plus show to tease Fantastic Four stuff. And the other one was, I believe it was uh, Wandavision. There you go. Especially, and I'll say it first: The Incredibles was a big reference to it. Well, yes, it was the best Fantastic Four movie that did not include the Fantastic Four. Um, but I also think, uh, what's her name? Kat Demings, her character, makes reference to them as well. Um, okay. The two warring armies we witness appear to be the Kree and the Wakandans, which I did not catch. Um, Wakandans force. They've beat us to it. While that standoff hasn't happened in the con- in the comics, to the best of our knowledge, um, Tanisha Coates just wrapped up a long and excellent run of Black Panther comf- comics where Wakanda became the inspiration for a colonial intergalactic empire. So maybe this is a tease for Black Panther 2. I would say probably not, but you never know. Right. So uh, the Marvel multiverse. (laughs) We have discussed that already, but yeah. So it's funny. Supposedly, what universe is the MCU in? The MCU is Earth-19... Nine 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 nine. Now she gives uh, Miss Minutes mentions in her video. Um, wait, does she? No, the she, sacred. So the sacred timeline here is referred to as the de- designation night one nine 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 nine. Right. Well, she doesn't say. I don't remember. Well, okay, I don't remember her saying this right. is Earth dash one nine 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 nine. But that is essentially what's going on here. Right. Now, that brief video mentions a basically a multiversal war right. where each timeline is trying to destroy the others. And the timekeepers basically weave them all together into the 1999-99. Right. So now this could be uh, – it could be like a throwback to uh, the DC Crisis on Infinite Earths. Or uh, it could be the Secret Wars. The 2015 Secret Wars, which really screwed up Marvel Comics for a while. Well, I mean... I mean, that's when was, we got the Howling Commandos, and they're all monsters. Yeah, well, I kind of liked it, actually. <laughs> it was one of the few books I did not pick. <laughs> I think but, I was the one that picked it. I think you were. Um, yeah. Anyway... So, obviously, this led to in the mainstream universe and the ultimate Marvel universe going to war with each other, which we're going to potentially see in the future. Um, the Nexus. And this has, maybe this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jurassic You're- Park ride is where I saw, is what I'm envisioning Miss Minutes 
was the the log the uh, the log the the water ride at now Jurassic see, Park. Now see, at I Universal was, Iowa. It, the moment you said Universal, the moment you said Jurassic Park, I started thinking about the video in the ride in the first movie. Yes, which, when you have the talking DNA strand. Which they play in the water, if I remember right, they play it at the water ride or it's played at the visitor center at Islands of Adventure. Okay. I've only, it's been, it's been it's over been a, a decade since I've been to Universal, yeah. uh, and I think I only rode that ride once. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, if you've seen the first Jurassic Park movie and you've seen that talking DNA animation, that's exactly what, what the Miss Minutes video looks like right so um jumping ahead on some of these i mean there's the posters db cooper kablooey uh the nightmare department um, yeah i love how said this is a nightmare no that's uh that's that department's back there i'll help you burn that one down <laughs> uh what's in the drawer we've been over what's in the yep. drawer there's a medallion across uh what appears to be a dagger uh, that is a stretch, but is it a hint that Dracula is coming to the MCU in the Blade movie? Why not? So, uh, and then there's, who's Casey? Um, he's just a poor schmuck. Casey is the guy who, the he was the He's going to be, he's going to be the thread in this. He is. He's going to, he's going to keep showing up. He was the one that was given the Tesseract for you know for cataloging his evidence right i love the i love the nod to scream i'll cut you like yeah. a fish what's a fish and then casey goes what's a fish uh josta which apparently is the favorite drink of the tva yeah because mobius has two cans of it in his office uh it was actually manufactured by pepsi only for and only briefly available in the mid to late 90s so it, does this count as Product placement for Pepsi? Maybe. I don't remember this. I don't remember it either. Now, I remember Surge. I remember, I remember Jolt. Jolt. I remember Nitro. Yeah. Oh, God, never again with Nitro. Uh, never again with Jolt either. Uh, if you Google this, it, it was a failed soda from 1997. Yeah, but, I mean, I do like the fact that they're the Time Variance Authority, so they have resources right. from the entire time stream but they're choosing stuff that has that 50s mid-century feel to it that that very decided men in black feel to it right and i'm just kind of like maybe maybe if you could go through and all and through all of time and pick out your favorite soda from all of time well why wouldn't you Right. So um, Marvel must haves. Uh, there, there's some cool thing. Loki and, and Mobius Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. uh, the Loki poster T-shirt from Hot Topic. Yeah. The Miss Minutes T-shirt. This would be I, I do kind of. I do kind of want that one. Um. I mean, and there, there's a. Let me find the whole. Of course, there are collector section. pins. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Select apparently has a Loki figure uh it actually comes with two figures um clipboard with mobius and it says clocks ticking the yeah. coffee the coffee mug yes uh always watching the tva shirt the variant the the water bottle it's a playing deck of cards i hoping that that playing deck of cards is made by uh theory 11 you know what but I they're not they're they're by a uh, bicycle okay still a great quality card if you see that always watching yeah is it wrong that i want to see roz from monsters inc in there somewhere no but i i know she doesn't have to have a speaking role i don't care i just want to see her somewhere i want to hear her voice saying we have a 23 was a 2319 is that what it is that that was not roz that would have been celia but still hear roz say it or coming coming across Mobius, I'm watching you. Mobius, you didn't file your paperwork again. But when I when I heard the phrase "always watching," I am I immediately was thinking Watchmen. No, see, I wouldn't have. I, I would have. Thought. I did because the way everything looked, I'm like, why are they referencing Watchmen in this? This isn't. But that's where my mind went. Well, my mind, of course, went to Monsters Inc. Obviously, 
obviously. Um, so yeah, I'd be curious to see what um, Hasbro does with a Marvel Legends, a Marvel Legends Mobius, Mobius B fifteen. Um, B fifteen would be nice, or or even just a just a regular TVA hunter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and, we and even see, and even a Loki. I, I'm pretty sure we will see a Loki in the jumpsuit. I hope. I really do. Whether we see him with the with the collar or not, maybe the collar is removable. Yeah. So, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I got to finish this episode. Yeah. And probably go back to earlier points and try to rewatch a few things. Yeah. Maybe I, I may give it a day or two to let that let it sink in. I need, I need to go back and watch. Uh, the Miss Minutes and, and try and see is how close to Herbie is that. Yeah. So um, my only thought is just remember this ride only stops in an emergency and crying is not an emergency. You've been on the barnstormer, haven't you? I have. And on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. Thursday. Thursday. It's almost Friday. The house party protocol, sir. Sure. <laughs> I am one of the most powerful computing systems on the planet, and this is how we are spending our time together.